I got a really good question recently from a listener about tarot readings and reading more intuitively and understanding your readings a little bit better. And I thought that was such a good question. I actually wanted to take some time to do a little bit more research so I could give a more thorough answer. So here's the question from Alex. And after the question, I will give my answer. Hi. Um, I know you did a little bit of tarot in one of your episodes, and I'm curious if you know more on that because I got a deck a little while ago, and I was working with them every day and every night, and I've had to slow down just because of getting busy, um, but I have been feeling less connected to my cards. Uh, I feel like I'm not understanding the readings as much. And so I was wondering if you had advice on how to intuitively understand the readings as well as finding good definitions. Um, with the Rider Waite deck, they're a lot older, so it might not apply in the same way that it used to. And I was just wondering your advice on that. Okay, so Alex basically wanted to know how you could feel more connected to your tarot deck and understand the readings more intuitively. And there are a bunch of different things that I found on how to do tarot readings better and how to connect more intuitively with your readings and with your magical workings in general. In this episode, I'm going to get into a few of those, but look out for future episodes because I have so many other great ideas. Before working with your tarot deck, it might be helpful to ask for some psychic protection from your spirit guide. A spirit guide is chosen to guide and protect you on your earth journey. A spirit guide could be a family member who has passed over to the other side and who decides for a number of reasons to protect and guide you throughout your life. There could be so many different reasons why they chose you. They may feel a close affinity with you because you remind them of their personality and have a similar belief system to them. They may like the way you conduct your life and feel their skill can help you achieve more of your ambitions. You may not have even personally known your spirit guide before they passed over to the other side, but be mindful of your spirit guide and try to connect with them and seek guidance from your spirit guide when you do your tarot readings. Here's one way that you can perform a psychic protection ritual. Close your eyes and imagine yourself in some form of silver. Silver represents lunar energy, feminine energy, spirit, divination, and psychic work. So imagine yourself in some form of silver. This could be a silver coat or under a shower of silver rain, or in a silver car, or anything that is meaningful to you. You could also hold a piece of silver jewelry in your hand. This only takes a couple of seconds and should be carried out before you start your reading. This protection ritual can help guide your reading and protect you from receiving wrong information. If you're just beginning your journey working with tarot cards, you might want to consider keeping a tarot journal. A tarot journal can help you chart progress in your readings and also give you guidance and wisdom. You could include your tarot journal in your book of shadows as a section called tarot readings. Here are a few things that you can include in your tarot journal. The date of the reading, the question on your mind, the cards and tarot spread you use, your findings during the reading and how you felt emotionally at the time of the reading, and any other notes that you might want for future reference. 
You can actually separate your tarot deck into major arcana and minor arcana if you want to do a reading where you're asking a specific yes or no question. The major arcana cards are really useful for this purpose. The major arcana cards are the first 22 cards of the deck. Some people like to think of the major arcana and the minor arcana in grammatical terms, meaning they think of the major arcana as the nouns in the sentence and the minor arcana as the adjectives describing the nouns. The major arcana are the solid part of the reading. Okay, so here's what you would do if you wanted to do a major arcana reading, meaning that you're only using the major arcana cards. And like I said, you would do this reading if you had a specific question that you wanted a yes or no answer to. First, you would have to take your full tarot deck and separate out the 22 major arcana cards. Next, you want to shuffle only the major arcana cards while you ask a question out loud. Then, take the first six cards from the top of the deck and place them face up in a line across the table from left to right. These six cards are for the past, present, and future. Two cards for the past, two cards for the present, and two cards for the future. Next, turn the deck over and take six cards from the bottom and place them face up in a line across the table directly beneath the first six cards. These cards also represent the past, present, and future of the situation. If these 12 cards don't give you a clear answer, you might need to do an extension, in which case you would take two more cards from the top of the deck and place them on the top row after the first six cards on the top row and then take two more cards from the bottom of the deck and place them beneath those two cards so they would be on the second row after the first six cards. So like I said, these groups of cards represent the past, present, and future of the situation and then the last four cards would represent an extension for more clarification if needed. This spread is very useful for focusing your energy on the question that you're asking and getting a clear yes or no type of answer. Working with the major arcana cards can be very powerful, but that doesn't mean that the minor arcana cards are not just as useful. The minor arcana cards come in four suits, cups, wands, swords, and pentacles. These four suits correspond to the four suits in a traditional playing card deck. Cups are like hearts, wands are diamonds, swords are spades, and pentacles are clubs. These four suits also have key words that are associated with them. Cups are associated with emotions, wands are associated with action, swords are associated with challenge, and pentacles are associated with money. There are also further correspondences. Cups are associated with soft, gentle people. Wands are associated with positive, motivated motivated people. Swords are associated with people whose opinion we respect, not always older people, but those with a reserved and mature outlook. Pentacles are associated with professional or business people. These are some overall themes that you want to commit to memory, the correspondences for the different suits, what the different suits represent in terms of personalities and people. I also recommend working with multiple decks. I think it's a good idea to have more than one tarot deck, but I also think it's a good idea to have other types of oracle decks as well. Some of the readers that I enjoy most work with multiple decks even within one reading 
reading. Sometimes you get deeper answers and better responses to your questions from one deck versus another, so it's always helpful to have multiple decks on hand. The deck I use most often is actually not the Rider Waite Smith deck. It's a deck that was created by Amanda Hall, who is a clairvoyant astrologer. Amanda Hall designed a tarot course for the general public in the early 1980s. The reason I prefer this tarot deck is because there are brief descriptions on each card, so it helps me do a reading much more quickly. The only drawback to using this tarot deck is that I don't have descriptions for reversals, so when I do the readings, I just read all of the cards in the upright position. But if there seem to be a lot of reversals, and it seems like maybe a reversal might be very significant, then I do stop for a moment and look up what that might mean. Tarot is not just for divination. The original purpose of the tarot decks was actually for normal playing card games. The first person to popularize tarot divination to a wide audience was John Baptiste Aliette in 1785 when he published a book called How to Entertain Yourself with a Deck of Cards called Tarot. He also published a discourse on the usage of regular playing cards for divination. Aliette was the first professional tarot occultist known to history who made his living by card divination. Jean-Baptiste Aliette saw correspondences between tarot, astrology, the four classical elements, and the four humors. Aliette was the first to issue a revised tarot deck that was specifically designed for occult purposes in 1791. In 1790, he had founded the New School of Magic. So, keeping in mind that tarot cards were not originally designed for divination, it's important that we charge them with our magical energy and that we call on our spirit guides to guide us. And I think it's also important to do a protection spell and a spell to heighten your psychic awareness prior to working with your cards. As people who are more in tune with the unseen forces of nature, we can use any tool at our disposal for divination. Tarot is just one of the tools, but I think it's also important to keep in mind that tarot is not solely for the purpose of divination. I like to use my tarot deck for guided meditation and deeper understanding of situations, not just for divination. So that's something you might want to consider as well. Like I said, I have so much more to share on the topic of psychic awareness, tarot for divination, and meditation. So look out for more episodes on this, but thank you again, Alex, for asking the question. It really sparked some curiosity in me and it got me back to working with my tarot decks. So thank you so much. I'm going to be sharing more tarot readings and more as I learn about how to use tarot for divination and meditation. Thank you so much for listening.